0: Hello, friends. Welcome to It's That Deep podcast with Tristan Ross. I am so excited. Who y'all it has been a journey, but I cannot believe that this is happening. And I am so stoked about what's to come here on It's That Deep. First of all, the journey to this, though scary, was well worth it. And so I am grateful that you decided to take a listen to my pod. I do not take that lightly. I am grateful for this space that I get to share my voice and the voice of those who come onto this podcast. I am just beyond speechless and grateful. And so on today's episode, I'm going to share with you all who I am, why it's that deep, give you a layout of what a typical episode would look like, and just share with you some of the things that are on my mind today. So starting off, I want to introduce you to a big part of It's That Deep, and which is our check-ins before... Every episode begins. Before we get into the conversation, we're going to start off with a check-in. Why check-in? Check-ins are really important on really tuning into our body and finding where we're at, grounding ourselves where we're at. And so I will have a feelings wheel with me where I get to check in and my guests will check in on where they are at. I believe that feelings and emotions are important. They are truly important. We are so busy throughout our day doing a lot of things, busy doing a lot of things, that we often miss actually taking a moment to just pause and check in with our body. Where are we feeling tension? And if we're feeling tension, what is that tension and giving ourselves the space to explore that. Do we even have the space to explore how we're feeling? So here on It's That Deep, we are going to start off by checking in on our feelings wheel. And I will also post the link to this feelings wheel that I use. There are a plethora of different um, feelings wheel on the internet. Google will take you to different places. But what I love about this particular will is on one side, it has feelings when your needs are met and then feelings when your needs are not met on the other side. I think these are real feelings are vital because when we have languaging to how we're feeling and our emotions, we are not only able to just identify for ourself, but it helps us when we need to express to others how we are feeling and even also express to others how we want them to show up for us in that particular feeling. So I love the feelings, Will, and we will be using this every episode. So for today, I am feeling joyful. I am feeling joyful. Um, that I have finally stepped out of the boat and I'm doing this deeper than joyful. I am feeling grateful. I am feeling grateful for this space. I am grateful that you decided to tap in and listen to what I have to share and what my guests will be sharing with you, um, as we have guests on. So I appreciate, I am grateful for that. And most importantly, I'm just thankful. I am just thankful there. I'm just thankful for life. I'm thankful for God. I am thankful for friends. I'm thankful for all of the things. I am just thankful. So since we've gotten that out of the way, let's start digging now, y'all. So. My name, my full name is Tristan Inke Ross. I absolutely love names. I believe that names are so powerful because it is what we are identified by, our name. When someone says your name, you turn around, it grabs your attention. So names are so important. And so I think it's very important it's very vital that when parents name their children that they do not take that lightly because this is what they have to respond to for the rest of their lives. So be very mindful and take into consideration when you pick names for your children. So I love names. My middle name in Kei Chica actually is Nigerian. Both of my parents are from Nigeria and in Kachika means the one God gave me is the best. The one God gave me is the best. And I just love that. I love how powerful um, the origin of my name is. And I just want to thank my parents for <laughs> naming me that. Tristan, I have not found a definition for Tristan. I have looked and I have not found any that really truly connects with me. So. I definitely encourage you if you have not looked up the meaning of your name to go ahead and look up the meaning of your name because it can bring a lot of insight and a whole lot of freedom too in knowing what your name means. But aside from my name, I am the daughter of the Most High. I am the daughter to my biological parent and my stepmother. I am daughter to um many of the surrogate moms that I have obtained throughout the years I am a sister to my three amazing siblings I am a wife to my husband DeMarcus Ross I am a mentor I am a friend I am sister friend I am um, I am a therapist and so those are just a few of the roles that I play in my life and I am grateful for each and every role that I get to I get to step into every day and so like I shared I am a therapist I I am currently pre-licensed marriage and family therapist, um, marriage and family therapist, yes. <laughs> and I I am 30 years old and <laughs> I just turned 30 this year. So that has also been a journey because nobody told me when you stepped into 30, that's like a whole another level of adulting. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that at a later episode, but uh, your girl is 30. Whoo, Lord. (laughs) Um, But, and like I shared, I am um, a pre licensed therapist. So I'm on the journey of obtaining my licensure. And which in today's episode, I will share with you guys what that journey has been like. It has been a journey, I tell you, it has been a journey indeed, but one that has truly brought out some clarity for me as I continue on. Um, And so you guys will get to hear as I continue on in this journey. Um, Hopefully, I will pass soon. I have confidence that I will pass soon, and I will get to share that with you all. So I'm really grateful. But just give you a little background about me. I was born here in the States, and around three months old, I moved to to Nigeria. I moved back to Nigeria with my biological mother cuz her and my dad separated when I was 3 months old. I moved back to Nigeria. I was I stayed in Nigeria till about 9 years old, and that was the first time I met my biological father. But prior to meeting my biological father, I remember people would always come up to me and say wow, you look just like your dad. And I remember thinking to myself during these moments, like, well, thank you, that's nice. I don't know what the guy looks like, but that's nice, thank you, right? (laughs) Like, I don't know who that person is, but I vividly remember one at nine, one night, my mom woke me up from my sleep and I'm laying next to my cousin and she tapped me and she was like, chica because my family calls me chica she's like chica wake up and I'm like what is happening (laughs) right sleep deep in my sleep woke me up from deep in my sleep and she woke me up and she said chica wake up your dad is here and I said my dad is here I was taken back I was like my dad like what do you mean and I remember waking up and I saw this tall guy sitting in a chair. And I remember waking up and going and my mom says, this is your dad. He was there with my uncle. And so I sat on my dad's lap. And I remember having a mix of emotion. I was shocked. I was confused. And at the same time, I was excited because I finally got to meet my dad, this person that everyone had been telling me looks just like me. And so that was a that was an experience um, when I first met my dad. And so fast forward to a year later and being placed in a position where I had to make a decision, a really hard decision, I had to decide at 10 years old to leave my mom back home and move to the States with my dad and my stepmom um, and which at the time, at 10 years old, that was a really scary time to make such a decision. I was going to be moving here with my, my dad and my stepmom. I had never met my stepmom, so this would be my first time really meeting my stepmom. And I I was scared, but I was also excited. But I also knew that moving to the state would would open up more opportunities for me, academically and also being a citizen here in the States, I I have this opportunity to get to come here and just to experience a experience life from a different uh a different worldview and perspective. So I remember going to the airport and having to say bye to my mom and just being scared because this my dad I'm this is like two years into us knowing each other and i'm moving across country with my dad and um and i'm leaving my mom who i i am forever grateful and thankful because i know that decision was not easy so thank you mom for making such a hard decision i'm my mom's only child and so to know that i was her only child and she um though hard and difficult she she allowed me to come out this way to be come to the states with my dad and my stepmom. So fast forward to me moving to the states. Um, during this time, my stepmom adopted um, a son from Nigeria as well, and that is my baby, um, which he would be considered my stepbrother. But I do not call him my stepbrother. That is my um, that is my baby. That is my brother. Um my stepmom, I don't necessarily refer to her as stepmom. I do refer to her as my mom as well. I've been graced and blessed to have two moms in my life, and I am fully grateful for that. And so um moving to the States, um, my brother is adopted and he we're 10 years apart. Actually, all of my siblings were all 10 years apart, which is crazy. We're 10 years apart, but um, yeah, I love, I love my brother. um, And there's just so much I could go into that, but we'll save that for another episode. Hopefully I can have, I can have my brothers come on and share um, what our experience have been growing up and what that dynamic look like. Um, So fast forward a little bit more. Uh, During my middle school years, my stepmom and dad divorced, and during this time, my dad and I, in the time that I've been, had been in the States, my dad and I, we had at the beginning a very, you know, interesting relationship, I love my dad, and I wanted to be daddy's little girl, but it just felt like we were always butting heads, um, As I got older, my teen years, and so when they separated, I had to make another hard decision, and I chose to stay with my stepmom rather than my dad, and so that was just such a really hard time. I really didn't communicate with my dad um, throughout the rest of my teen years, and even, yeah, the rest of my teen years um, until probably 18 years old was the next time I spoke to my dad um, after the divorce with my stepmom. But I also just thank God because we have come full circle. My dad and I have come full circle, though we had a lot of turmoils with our relationship. We are now at a space where we are able to communicate. I love him. I am grateful for him. So I love that. I love the power of reconciliation and I thank God for reconciliation in that relationship um and so we'll move through middle school I I believe like 18 19 was when I really started struggling a little bit with my mental health and I would consider myself to have mild anxiety and I see a therapist too It's just like I have a mild anxiety when it comes Um, I easily get overwhelmed, I am worried, and I would also notice just my low moods here and there, and those, but I really didn't, I didn't seek out, I didn't seek out therapy at all, Um, there's just, I just thought, okay, well, I'm fine, you just get over it, you keep moving, that was just my, that was just my thought. At 18, I graduated from high school. And I had applied to college and I got into California Baptist University, where I decided going into California, (laughs) going into my undergrad, I was majoring in biology pre-med, which child, I don't know what I was thinking at all, got to organic chemistry. That's when I knew this was not for me. I already knew it wasn't for me because I was on academic probation at the beginning of my undergrad experience. And so (laughs) I knew it wasn't for me, but I was also just really scared because I didn't want to disappoint my family. And so my Junior year of um, my junior year of undergrad, I finally made the decision. I had a conversation with my stepmom and I said, I can't do this. I need to switch. I'm not doing good in bio pre med. It's hard. And so I made the decision to switch over to behavioral science. Um, and that was the best decision I have ever made in my life. One of the best decisions I've made in my life next to getting married but, and being saved, but <laughs> best decision of my life. Um, I transitioned over to our behavioral science program. And when I tell you my grades flourished, I remember having my first intro to psychology class and just falling in love. I was like, wow, it just felt like it came so natural because prior to co- prior to um, college and all, I've always been a friend who would encourage other people, listen to others. So it just felt natural. I'm like, this is just a natural thing. And I'm like, I don't want to stop here. So I'm going to go further. And so once I graduated from undergrad, I had applied to um to the masters program still at CBU um for our counseling psychology. I got into the program so I graduated December of 2015 and went straight into the, the went in straight into the masters program at um at CBU and that just I just fell more in love with um, counseling, with psychology, um, with the human mind and just being able to sit and listen and be able to walk through just really hard times with people, but also celebrate really great milestones with them and just being able to process a trauma with the client and see them on the other side and this idea of bringing hope and exploring what hope looks like to them. So I I have truly just enjoyed this journey. Um, so landing, fast forward to where I am at now, I have completed all of my 3,000 hours needed. Lord Jesus, that was a trip. And now I am on the process of obtaining my licensure. So I'm a pre-licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, and this journey to gaining my license... Has been hard. <sighs> y'all. I have taken the licensing exam. Three times. And I have failed. That is such a vulnerable part of. My current experience. And. It's been really hard. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's been really hard. Um, I, like I shared earlier, I really struggle with anxiety, specifically a lot of test anxiety. And I have always remembered when it comes to testing, I can study, I can be so prepared. And when I get to the test, it's almost as if someone just took a sponge and just soaked up everything that I studied and it is gone. And so all three times, I've literally been a points away. When I say points, I mean like two, three points away from the actual score, which is just wow. Um, but this third time that I took the test was really hard. It was really hard. That hit me very, very hard. I... I remember preparing for the test. I spoke to my therapist and also my supervisor uh, the day before my test. And they've been encouraging me this entire time. And they're like, Tristan, you got this. Like, I know you got this. And like, my family was cheering me on. Friends that knew I was taking the test, cheering me on. My husband, so supportive. And I was like, yeah, I got this. I got this. Prayed about it. Was like, God, I feel like the third time, third time is going to be a charm. That's it. We got this. And the day came, I went in, I sat down and the moment I sat down, I felt like everything just left my brain. And I was like, you know what? But I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. And so when I finished the test and mind you it's for four hours, 170 question is a lot. And I remember walking out of the test and going to pick up the paper. And as I opened the paper and it said failed, I literally felt like everything in my body just left me, I felt defeated. I had failed again. I had failed again. How can I fail again? And I remember walking to my husband, I walked out of the door and he was just standing up he came out of the car and i remember running to him and just sobbing sobbing because i felt defeated we're here again am i really passionate about this i failed again i failed again and i just remember just sobbing and i looked at my phone and people were texting me asking me how the test went and I was just so embarrassed. I felt filled with shame. I was like, I can't tell anyone I failed. I don't want to tell anyone I failed. I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. And I remember coming home, laying in my bed and just sobbing. I felt, I felt defeated. I was questioning God, why, why again? I really just want to pass. You know, I want to pass. Why am I not passing this test? why not God why not I wow I remember really just asking him why and as I was in my prayer time and really leaning into what is the reason why haven't I passed I remember clear as day Holy Spirit saying to me why did you want to pass this test I'm like, what kind of question is that? You know why I want to pass this test. I want to pass this test. And again, why did you want to pass this test? And it dawned on me that I wanted to pass this because I just wanted to change my title. I want to be a licensed marriage and family therapy therapist. There's nothing wrong with that, but he was making it clear to me that that was all I truly, really cared about. I wanted to be a licensed marriage and family therapist as if that was my entire identity. And clearly it was stated that is not being a therapist is not just, is not who you are. It's part of who you are, but it's not who you are. That is not your identity. And wow, I was I was floored. I'm like, wow, I was so caught up in wanting to have this title. And don't get me wrong, I still desire it. And I'm going to be working hard. And you guys are going to be on the journey with me as I retake it again. And I study and I will keep you all updated on how it continues to go. But one thing that was brought to light for me was that The moment I found that I failed, I felt defeated, like I shared earlier. I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to get up and try again. But during this time, I started reading a book called Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. And as I read this book, I was, one, encouraged because of the idea of failing forward I didn't even know that that was a thing. How do you fail forward? Failure is absolute. When you fail, that's it. There's nothing more to it. You have failed. Take your defeat and call it a day. But in reading this book and just really meditating on on failing forward, which I want to share with you all what the definition of failing forward is. To fail forward means that you have chosen to value every failure for the lessons learned and then apply those lessons in future efforts, even if those efforts might also result in failure. Listen y'all, that last part, even if those efforts might also result in failure. Wow. I really resonated with that because I failed twice. I failed this third time but I could choose to just stay down and not try again. But out of me making the decision to continue to try, this podcast was birthed from this process of me failing. I don't know, I'm figuring out how to do this thing and I might fail, but I'm okay with failing because I'm taking a chance. I'm not choosing defeat. I am choosing that no matter how scary it might feel, no matter how scary it might look, I am going to take a step forward and I'm going to keep doing it. So yes, it is scary. This process of me trying to take this test has been scary, but I am also grateful because in every failure there is always an opportunity for success if I choose to keep trying. And so y'all, that's just a little bit about where I am currently at in my life. And as you can see, we got straight into the deep with this. And that is what this space is going to be. I'm going to often, you'll hear me share Um, about things that are going on, share with you all tools, techniques, um, share with you all life experience, share with you all what I'm thinking, what's going on in life process through some therapy stuff. And I will also have friends here and colleagues here who will also share their insight because I just love the idea that we can have a space where Individuals can vulnerably share about their lived experience, in hopes that that empowers, encourages you wherever you are at in your healing journey. Healing is scary, people. Healing is scary, but I also want you to know that it is so powerful when we are, when we choose to be vulnerable, and not choose isolation, but choose vulnerability in this journey. And so this is what it's that deep is going to be about. Just sharing where we're at, authentically showing up and sharing from our lived experience. And I might have people on the podcast who will choose not to share their name. And I want want to share this with you all. It is not that they are ashamed of their lived experience. Oftentimes, people are not ready to put their name on their story because they're still in the midst of healing, in the process of healing. And so there's nothing wrong with that. And if I do get guests like that, I want to honor that. And also, I want you to know that though we're going to be talking about mental health, therapy, Um, as a clinician, this is not therapy. This is not therapy. I encourage you to seek out support if you you need it. I encourage you to seek out some support. There are different resources, which I, I can also provide you all with resources to finding clinicians that can also walk with you on this. And for my believers who are listening, I also believe that we need therapy we also need therapy Um, I heard the great dr. Anita Phillips share prayer is our weapon therapy is strategy yes we can pray but also at the same time God has equipped clinicians to walk through these things with you so Wherever you're at in your healing journey, whatever walk of life you're at, I just want you to know you deserve to provide for yourself what your body is needing, what your mind needs, and what whatever it is that you need to find peace and stillness. And so, y'all, this is just the first episode. I cannot wait for you all to continue on this journey, for us to learn together on this journey. And so, please, as you listen to this, like, rate, review, whatever you can, I truly appreciate it. I enjoy and appreciate your feedbacks. Um, And so, this is all I have on today's episode. Next week, and yes, it is a weekly podcast, so tune in every Tuesday. Um, I will be dropping an episode every Tuesday uh, with amazing topics, amazing individuals and I just I just cannot wait for you all to listen in. So that's all I have for you all today. I hope you each have a blessed, an amazing phenomenal rest of your day beginning of your day end of your day wherever you are at your day Um, thank you so much for tuning in and I cannot wait to continue on this journey of self-discovery and healing together bye